Let's pray together. Father, once again, we're at this point in our worship where we've heard your word read and we've, we've praised you, we've responded to you with a psalm and, and we prepared our hearts by worshiping you and now we want to reflect on the truth of your word. And so my prayer for all of us is that you speak to us, that you take what's in this Jonah chapter 2 and not just make it a, a point of information, but make it an experience of formation. Don't make it just intellectual, but make it spiritual. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. And we commit to do what you say. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Do you ever wonder how sorry you have to be to really be sorry? Is that, is that just a me thing? My weird idiosyncratic mind? Which if you know me, we know I have a weird idiosyncratic mind. Anyone ever wonder that? How, how sorry do you have to be to be sorry? Is it like, you know, you got to be really sorry or it don't count? Like 90%. Is that what we go for maybe? Or maybe it's the opposite and it's like, man, just, it's just a little bit of sorry. Maybe it's 1%. Or maybe it's, this is probably anything above 50, as long as you're mostly sorry, then you're really sorry. You ever, you ever wonder that? I mean, how sorry you have to be to be sorry? Or what about with God? You know, we're called to be sorry for our sins as part of repenting. How sorry do you have to be before it's sorry enough for God? You know, is it really sorry? Barely sorry? Sorry? mostly sorry or, or change the word let's change it to repenting you know how repentant do you have to be to be repentant you ever wonder that if you haven't you probably will at some point like you know how repentant do you have to be to really come back to God well today's reading from Jonah I think answers that question I think it answers that question And the central idea that emerges from this story, from this prayer that Jonah prays from the fish, is this. With God, bad repentance is good repentance. With God, bad repentance is good repentance. Now, before we dive into this prayer, let's remember where we've been. We were in Jonah chapter 1 last week. We saw that God spoke to Jonah and said, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. And I want you to announce to them that judgment's coming. Jonah says, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. So he turns from the presence of the Lord. We saw that repeated, really important idea. He's he's walking away or moving away from the presence of the Lord. He wants to escape from the presence of the Lord. So he lodges or gets lodging on a ship going from Joppa, which is on the coast of, you know, the Middle East of where Israel is. To Tarshish, which is on the western coast of Spain, which in those days would have been the edge of the world. As far away as you can get. But God hasn't left Jonah. So God causes a storm. And it's such a bad storm that even the sailors are afraid. And remember, if sailors are afraid of a storm, it's a really bad storm because sailors are used to storms. It's so bad that they panic and they figure this some 
God or God's response for this. They want to find out who messed up so they can fix the problem. So they sacrifice to their gods and they go and find Jonah. They think it must be something that's Jonah. And Jonah admits he goes, it is my fault. God sent the storm. You need to throw me in the water. And then they'll fix the problem. And of course, remember the story. First, the sailors are like, "Ah, I'm not sure we want to do that. So they try to row to shore. But that doesn't work. So they decide to throw Jonah overboard. And he's sinking, sinking, sinking. He hits bottom. He has seaweed wrapped around him. And just probably was about to slip out of consciousness. Swoosh! A fish comes, swallows him, and takes him in. That's where chapter 2 picks up. And it is the whole chapter, except for verse 10, is Jonah's prayer. It's a good prayer. In fact, it's a song. It's not one of the 150 psalms, but it's written like a song. And it has the kind of structure and refrains you'd see in a psalm. And he's really praising God. It's not fake, unless you think he's lying, but I don't think he is. Because what I think is going on is Jonah, you know, thought he was the problem and he wanted to be thrown in the water. And maybe he thought if he died, he'd really get away from God. But, you know, we're all mixed motives. At the same time, he probably didn't want to drown. And so God just saved him. God saved his life. And he is really relieved. And he's really happy. So he cries out to God. In fact, he says, the truth is, I did call out to you, God, in my distress. And you answered me. So, remember, Jonah is running from God. Jonah's intention is to be disobedient to God. He's not solved that problem. He cries out to God, and God saves him. And so, in a number of different ways, he rehearses what happened to him, that he declares praise to God, and he says, God, you saved me. Now I can go back to your presence at the temple and I can worship you and I can make offering and I'll pay what I vow to you, Lord, because salvation belongs to God. That's a good prayer, isn't it? But you know there's something really big missing in the prayer. You know what's missing? There's no mention of Nineveh. There's no mention of God's call. There's no... Okay, God, I'll do what you tell me now. Okay, God, I'm sorry I didn't do that. He doesn't say any of that. He turns to God, but he doesn't really deal with everything. So he repents, sort of. He doesn't not repent, but it's not an awesome repentance. It's kind of a bad repentance. But with God... Bad repentance is good repentance. With God, bad repentance is good repentance. Because that fish, when Jonah's done praying, vomits. It'd be, be great to do this encounter. Kids would love to do a passage on <laughs> vomiting, wouldn't it? It's in the Bible. Awesome. The fish vomits Jonah on shore. In other words, he saves him. Jonah gets done with the prayer, and God delivers him. So he repents, sort of. It's not a real good repentance, but it gets God to save him. Bad repentance with God, bad repentance is good repentance. 
This is really important for the whole story of Jonah, by the way, because Jonah's going to go to Nineveh and they're going to turn to God because they're afraid their city's going to get destroyed and they don't want it to get destroyed. The story doesn't seem to indicate that they become passionate lovers of Jesus. They just don't want to be in trouble. And God, when they turn, God still relents. So they repent. Not the best repentance. Because with God, bad repentance is good repentance. Why? Why on earth would we say such a thing? Well, here's a picture. Maybe it'll help. I hope it does. It works for me. Imagine you're suntanning. You're on the beach. Got your copper tone on. Does copper tone still exist? Used to be ads of that when I was a kid in the late 60s. Copper tone. Get a copper tone tan. So, so you got your copper tone on, and your back and the back of your legs are just getting really bronzed, looking good, right? But you want the front side to get tanned. So what do you do? I mean, this is not a rhetorical question. If that's going on, what do you do to get the front side tanned? You turn over. And then what tans you? Does your turning over tan you? No. No, no way. The sun tans you. That's what repentance looks like. Repentance is not changing your life. Repentance is not fixing up your life. Repentance is turning back to God. And it's God who transforms you. And imagine that picture of sun tanning. Imagine you're laying on your front, but you just turn partially over. Will you get some tanning done? Sure. As much tanning as you want? Probably not. There's more tanning to get it done. Maybe there's a deeper turning that has to happen. But that's so you can get more of God. But the sun doesn't wait and go, up until you're turned over perfectly, I will not tan you. That's not what the sun does. The sun is present, the sun is alive, the sun is powerful, and it will will tan your body. And a little bit of turn or a big turn, either way, you start getting tanned. Now, it's an analogy. It's not perfect. It breaks down at points. But here's where I'm going with this. To repent is to turn and it's to turn toward God. Remember, Jonah was running away from the presence of God. What happens here? He's turning back to the presence of God. But he's not willing to deal with everything yet. But God is so patient. God is so generous. God is so full of grace that he's willing to meet him even there. Listen, you can read this and you can just go, oh, can you believe Jonah? What a loser. I mean, he won't, look what he's done. Oh. Remember, the book of Jonah is supposed to be a mirror. Probably not the best response to that story. It's meant to challenge us to ask how much we are like or not like Jonah. So with God, bad repentance is good repentance. Because what God is looking for is any turning, just a small turning. And he wants to respond to us and bring us back into his presence. Just like with sun tanning, you don't tan yourself by turning. It's the sun that tans you. You don't save yourself by repenting. As Jonah says in verse 9, salvation belongs to the Lord. 
It's the Lord who saves. Remember, that's what Jesus means. Yahweh saves. It's like the story of the prodigal son. The son had in his mind, I can get back in good graces of my father by sort of going back to him, choosing to be a slave and just taking the dregs and maybe he'll let me off the hook. But what happens is he moves, he turns, he moves towards the father. He doesn't get home yet. He's not even there. And the father sees him and tears off running to him and embraces him and draws him back in. All the father was looking for is one turn. And the father moved towards him. And the father accepted him. And the father received him. And the father restored him. That's what's going on with Jonah. The reason that's important is God's going to do, and you've heard the story, you know this, God's going to do that with Nineveh. But Jonah's not going to like it. He's just going to forget how good God was to him. He deserved to be drowned. God could have let him drown and God would have been just. Completely just. God didn't owe him anything. God doesn't owe anyone forgiveness. God doesn't owe anyone salvation. He doesn't owe us good things. We stiff arm him with our sin and what we deserve is judgment, but his heart is to transcend judgment. That's his heart. And he moves towards us with grace. With God, bad repentance is good repentance. And that truth is an invitation to us to keep on repenting. You could say the whole Christian life is just a life of repenting. It's just constant repenting. In other words, it's constant turning back to God, turning back to God, turning back to God. Every time I stop to pray, I turn back to God. Every time I come to worship, I turn back to God. Every time I'm moving through my day and and just remember the scriptures, I turn back to God. In a sense, every time I do that, I'm kind of repenting. I'm kind of turning away from myself and my sin to God. And the truth is, over a long life of doing that over and over and over and over and over, bad repentance becomes good repentance. It's not that God doesn't want you to use my suntan picture. It's he wants you to turn all the way over. He wants to fully tan you. He wants you to, to look spiritually good and be spiritually good. He wants that for you, but he's not going to wait till you have it all together before he begins to work in you. He's going to meet you where you are. And so... That's why, for example, there's a Christian practice of every day confessing your sins. Well, the Lord's Prayer has it baked into it. Jesus just assumes we'll need to be forgiven. Not because God's trying to lay a guilt trip on us and spank us and slap us up. It's because we need to turn. We need to turn. We need to turn. And even if our repentance one day, this today is bad repentance, it's still better than no repentance. And with God, it's still good repentance. It's one of the lessons from the story of Jonah. The God who created all loves all, Jew and Gentile. And the God who loves all is just waiting for us to turn a little bit toward him. And he will move toward us with everything. Because with God, bad repentance is good repentance. Amen. Amen. Let's stand.